Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Hey everybody, this is Leek with another episode of Mental Health Check-In. I have Kylan here as my guest today. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Leek. How about yourself? I'm, I'm doing good. I took a mental health day. I just did not feel like being at work and I put my mental health first. So, you know, I'm actually proud of myself, you know. No, yeah. I'm very proud of you also. I think that it's over the last week I've myself um you know i actually i mean you know even you and i like we're gonna do this call and then there's day i was like i don't have the energy to talk to anyone and like feel okay um and like and i just really appreciate that you understanding on that because it just is uh sometimes and that's actually funny enough that's that is uh more so probably a thing that that didn't really happen to me as much uh before the show <laughs> but, yeah. um, but you know you're just going through so much and uh, yeah so I understand and I, I'm all I'm I mean I feel like I've always tried to be an advocate for for mental health but now yeah. especially I'm, uh, I support I'm like yo we need to be able to take breaks when we need and we need to be able to prioritize our 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 mental health because that's like the core of everything yeah so my first question for you right is I ask everybody this because um, I feel like it's not asked enough um, I want to ask you, how is your mental health? I ask that question because a lot of people can ask somebody how they're doing and we can say fine, but we can still be struggling mentally. Mentally, mm-hmm. And a lot of people doesn't ask people how your mental health. So I want to ask that question. I always start this question off like that. I mean, I would say uh, it is a, you know, the, the answer to that is a moving target. And, but fortunately I'm, I'm very fortunate that I'm doing pretty well overall. Uh, and I would say that first off, I've been very blessed, very fortunate, very lucky, whatever it is that I am not someone who deals with a lot of depression and, uh, I've, you know, family members, so many family members, so many friends that deal with depression and it just hasn't for the most part ever really, even after the show hasn't really hit me. It has hit uh at one point in my life like i had a bout of it but um literally years ago and other than that i've been very fortunate just the way my brain is set up or whatever uh it does not and so i'm always like grateful for that um but i have had uh i I wouldn't say that i am uh i I wouldn't say that i've been uh uh, having a, a lot of like someone who suffers from from a lot of anxiety because yeah. I just know so many people that have that. But I have had you know my anxious moments and my uh, and um, I think you know we have like I have a new show coming out. I have uh, you know a new season of Big Brother. It's gonna be my first time outside the Big Brother house since last year. While it's happening, um, you know I think all those things are like in my, like they're popping up very ambiguous thoughts in my head where I'm like what am I even thinking about like and I couldn't identify it but it's it is uh running in my mind a little bit more um as I know like these new conversations will be popping up uh and so 
Um, I think that's there for sure. Uh, but I also have lots of really fun, exciting, like there's fun and exciting things around both shows and there's fun and exciting things um, in my personal life, you know, that I'm very excited for my, like my best friend's pretty much, he's getting married at, uh, in a couple weeks. I'm his best man. So I'm excited for that. Uh, family's doing well. You know, I have a niece and a nephew, uh, one and two years old, really exciting. So like, I don't know, there's, uh, it is the answer, you know, I'm, I'm very long winded as, as I was known for on the show. So, um, uh, but that's, that's because I, I'm, I don't believe in like simple black and white answers, everything. So that's, that's how I'd say. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, growing up, right. Was it okay not to be okay growing up for you? You know, I don't think it was for like our entire generation kind of like, as a and and you know what I would say that was I think there's a there's a there's like an evolution that's happening a growth like maturity in our society at least in Western society that is uh that is it's getting better I think for all of us and my parents once again like so fortunate I when I grew up in a split household my parents got divorced before I turned one years old. Um, they had split custody, so I went back and forth every week. Uh, but the love in both houses was was always present. Um, very, yeah, you know, just very strong, loving households. Uh, but I, but I would say, you know, no one was no one was checking in on anybody's mental health <laughs> growing up. Nobody was was even thinking about it. Um, and there was, you know, once again, like pros and cons to that. Like I think about. Uh, you know, I, after the show at 30 years old, got a, a autism diagnosis, which has revolutionized like my whole understanding of, of how my mind works and um, in the most positive ways, like it's helped me so much um, to, and then just work with uh, some doctors and figure out like different, different uh, ways I can uh, operate uh, more efficiently and effectively and, and communicate about certain things. Um, and you know nobody thought that was uh nobody thought to check on that when i was growing up nobody i found out like an adhd diagnosis a uh, very high level of it um in college but like before that just no one ever thought like to ask about like hey is there something deeper than just like you know your sugar levels or whatever going on or is there something like uh you know and so those are those are, I think, highlight the example of just how much we just, especially a, a Black and Mexican household, you know, mental health d doesn't exist in our communities yeah. for most of them. It's, it's getting better now, but um, yeah. for sure was not something that anybody was talking about. Yeah, I was going to say, um, in a black, I don't can't speak for the Mexican household, but I know like Spanish, like I have a lot of Spanish friends, different types of Spanish friends, and I know that they always say that growing up, like, they couldn't, you know, show sign of weakness. Men, they couldn't show sign of weakness. And I know in a <laughs> lifestyle, you know, growing up, you know, I, I, my grandma raised me. So it was like, I've seen her like be hurt from like things that hurt her from her ex-husband. And like, I would, she never showed the sign of weakness. So I'm thinking like, okay, maybe I can't show, you know, I'm the only guy, I'm a guy, you know, a young man and she's raising me. So I can't show no sign of weakness. She ain't show no sign of weakness that she said it hurt. So yeah, um, like, you know, parents out there, you know, make sure you check it on your kids' mental health, you know, make sure, um, 
you're trying to help them because even like I had uh, I was diagnosed with uh, mild depression and like my mom knew that and just never did nothing about it when I was sick so I, mm. I understand I understand yeah my depression I, now is bad you know I try to get under control I have my ups and downs and everything but yeah I feel like if they would have looked at that back in the day you know you know because I was sexually abused by two of my cousins so I was acting out a lot I was doing some crazy I probably I burned my grandma's house down <laughs> I was lying like, and as I got older, I didn't realize why I was doing it. You know, I was put away. But I'm like, oh, maybe that's why, because I was sexually abused and I held it to myself and didn't tell nobody. Nobody made it feel comfortable for me to say, hey, if this happens, I would believe you. You know, nobody made that, you know, made it comfortable. You know, it was like, like household. You got to keep everything, whatever goes in the house, you got to keep it in there. <laughs> no, that's for sure. The yeah. privacy. I mean, well, so now, like, obviously you're taking your mental health day. How, how is your mental health feeling today? My mental health is good. Um, you know, as, as a sexual abuse survivor, sometimes it goes up and down. Sometimes I, you know, hate myself. Sometimes I love myself. Sometimes I'm struggling. Sometimes I'm mad at what happened. You know, sometimes I'm just feel like I missed out on life and everything. You know, but you know, I take it one day at a time. You know, I got great support system. You know, I'm pretty sure you do have a support system that will lift you Very up much. when you down. You know, to love you through your good and bad. So that's always important. No, I love that. My next question. Thanks for sharing. No problem. No problem. That's what we here to have this conversation. My next question for you is, you know, everybody knows Kyler from Big Brother 23. Um, how was your mental health before reality TV and after? You know, like going in, you know, I know you was excited, you know, everybody that tries mm -hmm. out is excited that get picked. And then after the fact, like, like what's the, what was the difference? Well, I mean, before... What I can say as a whole, I mean, you know, before mental health is, is, is all over the place in terms of, um, like I said, very, uh, very fortunate overall, like just I've always been a very positive person. I've always been, my mind automatically uh, directs towards like gratitude and positivity and optimism in a way that is probably like neurological, like to, in the same way that people I know have depression, like, like it took me a while it wasn't even until I was like in college when I was really understanding like, well, why don't you just like, like where I really started to understand depression in people. Cause I think I just was like, I thought that everyone could just see the positive in a moment the way I could. And yeah. everyone could do that just by thinking about it, just thinking differently. And uh, then I found out that's not the case. And, you know, it created so much more empathy and sympathy for, for on my end. Um, and so uh, I would say I went into the show pretty fortunate and, and came out pretty fortunate. However, for sure, the thing that I didn't, that I was not ready for, um, was just the, the social experiment side of being cut off from the world has like some lasting effects. Cause like people can never fully understand. It's not just that it's no TV and phone calls home and internet. Um, there's no music there's no uh you don't see other faces like you don't see production staff you don't see producers uh you, you don't see anyone else besides the people in the house um you have no pen and paper you have no book like no books you you have no sunlight five days a week four or five days a week depending on the week uh because the backyard is where they do all the competitions so when you add in all of those things together like your world becomes completely isolated into this space and 
I remember like, you know, I might be outside and I remember watching the show and you'd see somebody that uh, in the past seasons, like they'd be like, oh my gosh, there's a bird. And you, I didn't even realize like until we were there, I was like, oh my gosh, seeing a bird is crazy because we haven't seen another living thing for, for so long. We haven't seen a dog or a cat. You know, I, I was like, oh, I was so hopeful we were going to get a puppy like they did one season. They gave him a puppy to play with or something because like that would have been wild. But so when I got like that isolation coming out, the thing that, that stood out to me was uh, relearning how to be comfortable in society. Like, you know, we I remember we went to a restaurant. Uh, the day after, two days after, something like that, several of us, uh, of the, my, my castmates, and we were like, how does this work again? Like, the server came, we're like, wait, how, how does this whole process, like, we knew it, but only as, like, a concept. We knew it as if someone had explained it to us, but we couldn't remember just doing it, and that's such a basic thing. Um, so, the readjusting to normal things in society, and the the biggest mental health thing I would say was honestly anxiousness around like crowds. And uh, I, I went to another, a, a former house guest like birthday party in Vegas, maybe two weeks after I got out and out of the house and I saw crowds and could feel like, I was like, what is this? Oh, they're like anxiety attacks, panic attacks that are happening just from sometimes like we were in, it was the friend she had her birthday so she had like a private section up top so like we were up there but I was looking down and just thinking about being in those crowds I was like oh my gosh am I never gonna be able to be in crowds again I legitimately had that thought I was like there's no way I could be down there without completely like losing my mind and panicking and I was like is this gonna be forever unfortunately it's not now I've I've re I've uh can be around crowds and everything now pretty much as I used to be but uh, that experience um, for sure left some, some, some things. Wow. That's, that's, I never, well, I never thought of that, you know, as a fan of the show and, you know, I was like telling my cousin, like, I want to go in there one day and everything, you know, I, I never thought of it like that, you know? Wow. So what do you say if somebody that wants to go on reality, what do you say to them, like to protect their mental health, you know, once they're done, you know? What would you well, say first off, I definitely have much more serious conversations with people who say they want to do it. Like if they want to do it, like if I'm talking to someone, like, I think I want to do it. I don't know. I say, don't do it. Like automatically, that's my easiest answer. Whereas beforehand, I may be like, oh yeah, you know, you should just go for it. Like just go for going crazy. Like for me, I'm like, no, no, because the, the mental toll is, is so it's an, it's an incredible life changing experience. I would do it again in absolute yeah. heartbeat. I love it. But that's because I love it. Like it was a dream and I absolutely love it. So all of the difficulties of being cut off and all those things are, is worth it to me because I absolutely love it. So, I'm, so that's my big thing is I tell people, if you're going to do it, like there will be, you know, specifically Big Brother. From what I, my understanding, like, you know, there are separate challenges with like Survivor or Amazing or all the other shows, um, but they don't have that same isolation thing. They might like, they'll see production staff. They see the sunlight every day. So they have their own challenges for sure. Um, but it is uh, for Big Brother specifically, I'm like, no, no, no. If you don't love it and want to do it like as a dream, then I, then I say like, hold off. Uh, and then as far as anybody who's coming out of reality, um, you know, I just say like, you know, be patient with yourself and be aware. I, I was fortunate that, 
in the house before the going into the Big Brother house. I have done therapy before for other things yeah. on my life. And uh, I, so I benefited from that. And so when I was, I literally remember a conversation one time when I was in the house and I said, I looked around, I was like, oh, this is traumatic. Like, like this is the <laughs> traumatic experience that we are going to have to, you know, be ready to, to process properly. That's, you know, that's why we're going to have therapy. That's why the show, CBS is wonderful. They, they do offer, you know, therapy services for us after. And I remember one of my other house guys being like, no, 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 it's not. Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, no, 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 it is. And those friends that were like doubtful now are like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, it was. And I think that my awareness of that. So while you're in it, remember that you're putting yourself in an insane situation. So yes. it's okay that it's going to have some effects on you. Be aware that it's going to have some effects. Be open, like you're not untouchable. Uh, and then when you get out, it's okay to like work with professionals. It's okay to um, to let your fans and fr friends and family know, like yeah. friends and family know that, hey, like I need a little bit of time, like in space, like to operate differently. I, I am different, like yeah. because I went through this experience and I appreciate whatever sort of, uh, uh, patience and, and, and grace you can give me uh and in conversations and and yeah and sometimes it's not even like check-in sometimes it's just like space and yeah. and patience and like like when I call my friends that you know I'm it's a whirlwind afterwards yeah and I'd say that my biggest help from my family and and, and closest friends have been the ones that have been patient with me in like getting back to them or responding or spending time. Cause I've had, for sure I've had some friends that like, oh, have you been all Hollywood? And like, you know, you don't have time for us anymore because like, I'm not as responsive in text. I'm like, yo, right now on my phone, I have 718 unread text messages. Oh. Like I have not been able to catch up since I got out of the house. Yeah. And those are just the texts. That's not, there's even more on social media. So it is, like I'm trying my best, but I'm only human. And yeah. I was not used to this beforehand. So getting, I'm still getting used to it. So uh, the patience from the close loved ones has an understanding with that has been helpful. What you said about the CBS, like providing therapy. I think that's so dope. Cause you know, I'm also a fan of the challenge. And I was sort of one of my friends that does a podcast for the challenge, you know, challenge. she does a podcast for challenge stars. And I was telling her, I was like, you know, I feel like they should offer therapy or any reality show should have offer therapy and knowing that CBS yeah. does it, you know, is dope because you just never know what somebody can be struggling with in their house, you know, like you explained it, you know, if you're in there, you don't see nobody, you just see the same people, no producers. So I thought it was producers in there, but it's just no producers. Nope. It's just y'all, the same people every day, you know, being close to that, to certain people or being around somebody all the time can, you know, you know, personalities can clash. So, um, thank you for that. Um, my next question, right? Um, after you got the house, right? I know you guys like see the cookout has some backlash, right? Um, and I'm pretty sure you know each one of y'all had backlash. Was something y'all did nobody liked, you know? Um, what do you say? What do you say to you know the back? Some of the backlash about the cookout, you know, reverse racism, you know? Because me and my cousin, <laughs> I love my cousin. We had that conversation. I said it's bullshit. I said, you know, y'all made history. Like, let's let's keep it 100. Y'all made history. It was dope to see uh, lines like that and not, you know, so, like to see somebody that looked like me, my same color and everything, not get picked off and everything. Because, you know, every season I'm for a black person and they always get picked off and everything. So what do you yeah. say about that? 
No, I mean, it, it is exactly what you said. It's bullshit. It just doesn't, it, uh, you know, first off, reverse racism isn't a thing. Um, anybody that's educated knows that. But the, uh, I don't know, the thing that, that cracks me up about it is just like alliances in the game have always been created off of people with a shared experience. And if you are from, there are people I meet, I was just in Buffalo. They're like, oh, obviously we were cheering for Brittany because she lives here. Or like, I meet people in Michigan. Obviously we were cheering for Xavier and Tiffany because they're from Michigan. And like, they just yeah. picked something arbitrary, something, some sort of relation that they had to that person. And maybe there's someone in, in Buffalo who like probably me and them actually have more stuff in common than yeah. them and Brittany. But they didn't know that because they didn't get their very first thing they got to find out was, oh, this person relates to me in this way. Yeah. Having a black experience in America creates a, a bond and, and a shared experience. Just the same, like, you know, somebody may, if I went into the house and I was a big, uh, you know, skateboarder, met other people at skateboarder or whatever, not yeah. to say that those are the same things, but the point is we're looking for people that share an experience. Yes. And there have been sometimes all girl alliances that have formed that with the purpose of like, hey, let's make sure that, you know, we get the a, a woman, uh, man out the house. Like, that's not, like, yes. I wouldn't call that sexist by any means. I would say like, hey, that is people who believe in yeah. uplifting others who they share something with. And so for us, um, it was really that simple. It was, it was, it was hard because it was a different mindset because everybody that ever forms an alliance in the Big Brother history, their purpose of the alliance is to move their own individual game forward. And if they ever have a moment where they have to choose between the alliance or their individual game, they choose their individual yeah. game because that's how the game's supposed to work. And so for us uh, in the cookout, we knew that we didn't have that choice. We knew that like, hey, if I'm ever confronted with a moment, it has to be this. So as far as like any backlash from it, I literally have, it's, been my same response like hey an alliance forms on shared experiences and their goal is to remove everyone who's not in that alliance uh the fact that we did it so successfully uh better than anyone has ever done it before yeah uh, you know that's yeah. okay that I'm proud of. <laughs> um i was talking to um Derek frazier a couple of days he was came on the podcast he said that y'all didn't find out about that until y'all did like an interview like i think kevin frazier no, actually I no, he did ask us about it, but I, I had told them that while we were in the house. I had said it. Me and Tiffany had a conversation about it. Maybe, oh, wow. I don't, maybe me and Derek didn't have a conversation about it, but I spoke about it with people while we were somewhere. I was like, oh, I already know that there are some people that are going to be upset. They're going to think that this is racist or whatever. And it's just like, first off, you don't understand what racism is. Secondly, it is just... I knew that, uh, that people were going to say something like that, and I just knew. I just was like already ready to uh ignore yeah. it um because uh and granted you know i'm very i'm a big advocate for having conversations and finding understanding and so far i haven't had a conversation with someone who didn't understand it uh when yeah. they actually had a conversation but it just it, it amazes me how it amazes me it's just a reminder that like to have that much ignorance also usually comes with cowardice because someone who's willing to say that is also not brave enough to have a conversation and realize that like, you know, him being a human being that they probably can understand it if we talked about it. And, uh, and so, you know, that's my big invite to everybody is just like, Hey, you know, have a, an actual genuine good intentions conversations yeah. about it. 
And that's why I didn't want you and Tiffany to go to Phantom too, <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know. I was too. like, I wish, uh, but you know, <laughs> if only she had told me. <laughs> I wanted you to go to Phantom too, but um, my next um, question or oh, question before I go to this question, I always want to say this in my live. You know, we're not much of a professionals. We're just telling our stories. And if you know anybody out there mm-hmm. struggling with suicide, they have the suicide prevention hotline at one eight hundred. 273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Or um, I do volunteer work for NAMI Bus County. Um, NAMI is a national organization against mental health. Um, around, we have free support groups. I'll put that in the description box to the website to join some free support groups. It's not therapy. It's a replace therapy, but it's something to come to a support group and have discussion. So my next question, um, have you ever struggled with suicidal thoughts or know somebody to have you know and if you have or you know somebody what do you what is some cope what is some stuff you can say to somebody that's listening right now that's struggling right now um well i definitely i have had uh a, a, my own moment in my past of, of dealing with suicidal thoughts for sure um just in terms of uh you know for me it was heartbreak as, as happens when you're young and, and uh yeah. that <laughs> was uh definitely something that what I did is I reached out to like my best friend and was like, hey, like, this is where I'm feeling. And, and he uh, provided some, uh, some con- not just conversation, but like instantly, like, you know, came out to visit me and, and, uh, and helped my environment shift in a way that was safer. He helped make yeah. my environment safer and, uh, you know, help, help keep me, help keep me uh, uh, here. And so, I'd say having, you know, having uh, quality friends is, and reaching out to them is for sure one thing. I recently, I had one of my like really good friends reach out to me too, uh, just the other day about um, struggles that she was having. And it was definitely one of those moments where like you could tell like this conversation is important. And in addition to that, I have, uh, you know, I used to work with this mentorship organization. And as a result, I had three different times where young people called me um because specifically because they were feeling suicidal and like you know one was literally had like pills in their hand and one of and other ones may have been close to that sort of thing and so in those conversations I, I think that reaching out to and having people you could reach out to in those moments is so helpful and the thing about that is you want to establish those so like you know you want to have that phone number literally yeah. it's it's as simple as uh having that phone number whether it's the the actual hotline or whether it's a yeah. resource accessible and making that plan when you're not feeling uh in that moment and of course it's going to be harder in that moment but just something as simple as keeping if you're if you know that that's you that you might struggle with it if you keep it written down on a piece of paper and you keep it in your pocket or you yeah. keep it in one specific spot in your house in your room where you know like oh i can go and get to it uh, yeah. that can make a difference in itself. So like that, for sure, creating your environment when you're not feeling at your lowest point, creating yeah. an environment and resources, getting them set up in advance. Um, it, you know, it, it's not a solve all obviously, but it is, uh, it is something that I, that I've found helpful for myself and for others. That's so dope. That's so dope that, you know, when you was at your lowest, somebody helped you and when, you know, a transfer to somebody else was at their lowest, you helped them. That's so dope. You know, um, I would say for anybody that's struggling with suicide, you know, get help. 
you know, I myself struggled with suicide. Um, like I think last year or maybe this year, I had brought an urn. You know, actually it was Christmas time. I had brought an urn. I was ready to just go. Because, you know, I, I lost my mom in 2019 to, you know, liver cancer. Then my sister died nine months later. So, like, holidays for me oh, are a little different. Sorry. So, like, I was ready to go. And, you know, I have that one supportive friend. You know, I told him I was getting to earn and stuff like that. And he looked out and, you know, was there for me. Um, you know, just opened up. Like, my friend um, Becca, she works for um, NAMI Philly. And she um, said, always said this. It's always, it's better to have a mad friend did a dear friend and you know that exactly. is dope you know like even if you know reach out you know if you got a friend struggling reach out no matter how mad they're going to be because her she you know did that with her friend and her friend is it's like they was mad you know that's when they was in high school or middle school but you know they're best friends to this day and everything you know she has a, she had a mad friend instead of a dear friend so just reach out i love that yes it's, it's dope man it's dope like i love to hear stories like that where people help people and you know sometimes there's a place where we don't help ourselves but it's always good to help others absolutely uh, so my next question um how do you feel about therapy you know now you know in our community they don't believe you should go to therapy they believe it's just god <laughs> you know just god just pray about it but how do you feel about therapy no, well, as I mentioned, I'm, I've done therapy in the past, both before the show yeah. and after. I am a huge advocate for it. And I think it's one of those things that uh, almost like um, like a doctor, like anything else, like it is uh, something that should not be reactive. It is something where we should probably be. Obvi obviously, it is unfortunate that our, our country uh, doesn't necessarily prioritize and always make it the easiest and most supportable thing. But... Yeah. Um, there are so many resources for it that use like income base that use uh, to where the point where you are paying zero dollars and working with, um, you know, even even sometimes working with students, they're getting their hours or whatever, that it would always something is better than nothing, in my opinion. And uh, I, I'm a huge advocate for it. And also, it is worth remembering that like, the world is complicated and it's not a, uh, you know, the, the, there's an old quote about like, you know, we ask for help not because we're weak, but so that we can remain strong. And it is, uh, yeah, there's nothing weak about asking for help. There's nothing weak about yeah. like working with, just in the same way, like I'm going to work with, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, somebody, a dentist is going to help you clean your teeth. Like anyone is going to help you uh Excuse me. Um, excuse me. Anyone is going to help with a uh, help a professional helping us with something is just is perfectly reasonable and it is uh, it, it makes sense that we would do that rather than you know just then ignore something that's so important you know our mind and yeah. that sort of help. I, you know, I love therapy. I've been in therapy for like two years. I, my therapist, I see, I was seeing him for the first year. I think that's when the time I lost my mom. Well, COVID started. I lost my COVID. I lost my mom. Then COVID started. Next, the next year later, twenty year, I think twenty twenty year started, and then I lost my sister, and I stopped going. I, thank God, I have a therapist that's like a minister slash therapist. Not get the best of both worlds, and yeah. you know. I've seen him for a year and I was able to come back just like this. Cause I've seen other therapists and everybody out there that's struggling to find a therapist. Just remember not every therapist is for you. 
it would take some time sometimes to find a therapist. Like I've been through that. You know, I left my therapist. It was other therapists. I feel like they didn't care. They didn't get me. Actually, one therapist actually told me that he couldn't help me. And I was, I was mad at first. But then I respect that he was like, you know, I don't want I don't have the tools to help you. And if I keep going forward, I could do I could do something to hurt you. And I was like, wow, you know, I had to think about it. That was good. Yeah, that that's was, great. They did that. Next question, Kylan. Um, fitness, you know, how's that tie into mental health for you? You know, I know when I was in working out and everything, it helped my mental health. Every time I was depressed, I would go to the gym. So let's speak about that. I think that is huge. I feel like uh, fitness plays a huge role because you have to remember all of your body is connected. So your brain literally is using, uh, you know, your brain's using, I think, the most energy in your body. And having more energy, uh, staying fit creates more energy. And it's not just, you know, it's not, and, it, and you just feel better. And also when you, there's a mental, uh, uh, there's a study um, this guy, Sean Aker, he studies um, like happiness and things that make you happy. And he talks about how moving your body actually reinforces a belief in your brain that you matter. And so it, so when you strengthen different parts of your body, um, even you just keep them fit, it's not about, you know, having the six pack or muscles or whatever. It's just about like, Hey, this body is important to keep healthy and to be able to move. Um, and stay strong and, and, and keeping that strength actually allows uh, you to feel less tired. And when you're less tired, you can make, you have more decision-making power, you have more thought processing power, you have more energy going to your brain uh, that can help you, um, you know, combat the, the more negative thoughts that can help you stay solution oriented um, and just help you have the energy to, you know, sometimes it just is having the energy to go work out and working out is definitely a momentum thing that very, very first time going out, like the more breaks you take, the harder it is. But like when you're in the momentum of just a habit, um, you also have just the, the endorphins that you get to build up. And the endorphins from working out um, can last hours, you know, and those could be the difference maker in your day, being good or bad as a whole, feeling good or bad as a whole. Yeah, um, working out, you know, I got it. I'm slowly trying to get my way back into it because it actually makes you feel good. Like Colin said, um, plus brain activity. Um, I remember I was working out. I was walking. Even walking helps you. I was walking. Absolutely. I was walking on a therapy call. I was like, damn, this is like actually a good call. I'm like letting all, a lot of stuff out. And I didn't realize, you know, I was walking. It was hot outside. I was walking. I was like, oh, wow, this is dope. Definitely dope. You know, guys, make sure, you know, you got some type of athletic um, workout thing or something. From it. it really helps with mental health. Really and it's so huge because you can also like, is a matter of, um, you know, uh, the quality working out is the thing. So like, it's not about like spending hours in the gym. You can go on a walk for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. Um, yeah. Or you can, if, if, if time feels short, there's like so many, if you go on YouTube for free, there's so many 15 yeah. minute high intensity workouts that you could do with no equipment. And those things will do just as much as like a 45 minute walk. So like, if you feel short in time, Hey, YouTube, do like a 15 minute type in H I I T high intensity workout, 15 minutes, they'll yeah. pop up. You can do a quick workout uh, anywhere, or you can, like I said, go for a walk for 45 minutes and those will both impact or you hike, hugely. And just hikes, do them instantly. Yeah. Hikes, up hikes for sure. Out, out in nature. I'm out of shape and I've been on a hike recently. I was like, 
I actually felt good after doing it. I just was like, oh, no, I got to walk up the treadmill first before I start going on hikes. Well, you just do them. <laughs> but here's the other thing, too, that I will tell people that makes a huge difference, I believe. Uh, track it. So in terms of, like, tracking, not, not tracking calories or anything like that. Literally, yeah. walk, if you jog, jog a mile, get any of the free apps on your phone that track it. How long did it take me? Oh, it took me 10 minutes. Well, uh, what if next time I could do it in nine minutes and 59 seconds? Or I do push-ups. I do push-ups, uh, you know, twice a month. I set a date on the 5th and the, 20, and the uh, uh, 20th. And yeah. I will see how many push-ups can I do without stopping. And I'll write it down. And then the next month I yeah. see what it is. And then once I, like, find a steady number, then I'd be like, okay, how long does it take me to do 100 push-ups? And, like, I've just checked once a month. Like, oh, okay, cool. And, it, and you know, I, I, I've shaved off one second of time. It just allows you to see, like, that you're getting stronger. And that will, that mentally, like, is such a boost. So I highly recommend, like, I tell everybody, I'm like, hey, if you're going to be working out, track it somehow. Like, just even if you find one movement of, like, how many pull-ups, how many push-ups, <clears throat> how fast, whatever, just write it down somewhere. That way you can look in a month and see, like, hey, did this get better? Oh, yeah, it did. That's how I did with, um, you know, like if I went to the gym with the steps, I hate that thing, but I would just track and see every time I tried it, how better I can get, or like I'll stay in, um, I'm from Philly, born and raised in Philly, that's my life, but I stay in Delaware, they got this park called Glassboro Park, it's like a big park that you can walk around, but they got this hill you can run up on, when I was working out, I would time myself, see how quick it would get me, up, how quick I can get up to that hill, I would time myself every time I went there, see if I could do way, way better, which I was, but you know, I stopped going there, but I need to go back out there. You just start again. <laughs> I did that literally, I, I have that on my phone right now. Like I have a workout that like was one of my benchmark workouts and I saw, okay, here's what I did in 2020 when I first did it. Here's what I got to like right before the show. Um, I, I had so huge increase and then I took time off and then I tried it again and I was like, oh man, I'm not my best anymore. I'm like back to where I started and that's okay though. Cause I've already seen, yeah. oh, I can get better. So now I have a way to track that. Next question for you. What do you say? What do you say about stigma? You know, it's a stigma surrounding mental health, especially within men. You know, what do you say about stigma? I say that we we uh, it's harmful and we need to get rid of it. And I think getting rid of it is uh, talking about it, doing exactly what you're doing. Like, like this is huge. Yeah. I think that it's just the more that we talk about it, the more opportunities we have to normalize it and to make people feel comfortable with it. And that's all we can do as individuals is we make sure that we're talking about it. We get in the habit, I love that question that you asked in the beginning, how is your mental health? Like maybe all of us get in the habit, of, like once a week, once a month, ask one person that question yeah. um, and be open about talking about it um, and just normalizing it. I think that we, you know, that we need, the stigma is harmful and, and we can all play a role to get rid of it. Yeah, I feel with stigma, I just feel like it's, like I hate the stigma. I feel like, you know, people should be able to come to somebody and be like, I'm not okay, I'm feeling this way, I'm suicidal, or just anything, you know, because it's all different type of mental health um, problems out there, you know, I, I, like, I thank God that I work, like, I started doing volunteer work at NAMI, for the support groups, if it wasn't for them, like, shout out to Nick, like, I wouldn't even, like, knowing there was so many mental health, it's different mental health problems that nobody really knows about, you know, um, eating disorder is a mental health problem, it's just, like, so much stuff out there that people 
didn't know. And I didn't know. Maybe, like, I can say before, if I didn't know, somebody told me about it, I'd probably be like, you know, that's not that deep. But sometimes you got to remember the stigma. You got to remember what's deep, what's big to somebody maybe small to me, but I still have to be there. And that's why, like, I started, you know, the mental health um, check-in. I started with my friend, um, Saul. He plays for the Harlem Globetrotters. We started, you know, he's like my first guest. And I was like, I got to keep doing this, you know, let's talk about mental health. Like, like my friend, last time my cousin, I was interviewing, you know, and like you were there because they like, oh, I'm not asking no big brother questions. It's all tied into mental health, you know. I did, you know, these were reality stars, which is anybody, like nobody asks about mental health. Nobody asks, how's your mental health? Nobody asks that question, you know. And it's good to have these talks, man, to get some stuff out. <laughs> I have my friend. I'm glad to do it. I have my friend it. on here, um, Brandon. I made friends for doing this. Like my friend Brandon Nelson, he was on MTV The Challenge. Um, you know, Paulie Calafori, that's my bro. Um, Marlon, um, he's from MTV The Challenge. Um, um, I just had different people on there, different walks of life. You know, if you're a doctor, <laughs> a personal friend of mine. I had people in the UK. On her, that I didn't even know, but I just love talking about myself. And I didn't know, like, a lot of people in the UK, they, they fight for mental health over there. <laughs> they are real big on mental health over there. But, wow, that makes sense. Yes, yeah, so on to my last question. Um, I like to end it off on, like, on a, you know, great note. Like, what's next for Kyrie? You know, we already know. Congratulations on CBS The Challenge. Congratulations. But, like, what's next for you, man? Um... I mean, lots of things for sure. We have a lot of stuff around the challenge. We have, um, you know, uh, we have the, uh, uh, I have a podcast. I'm coming into season two this summer, Connections with Kylan. Um, and, uh, and I'm getting ready to do some more stuff on YouTube around um, interacting with some of the other reality stars and going on certain uh, uh, challenges for, um, to help improve like the community and con- uh, different communities um and uh i'm just continuing to 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 connect with people on different things and see how we can elevate like uh you know the communities i'm most passionate about I, I, movies is another thing i'm getting ready to create some content around film and <laughs> movies i'm a huge movie fan um uh, i love so i'm really excited for for all of for all of it that's also happy for you man you know thank you, you know, I know you out there making people proud. Um, like I said, congratulations on everything. You know, CBS the challenge. You know, you ever want to come back, talk about it? Not my podcast, yeah. but I, you know, some people out there, like my friend, um, the challenge um, fandom podcast. I don't know if you ever heard of them. They're, they would yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah challenge me to, um, most likely, um, my friend Paige. You know, if you ever, I don't know how that works, but you always talk about it. You know, if you ever want to reach out, you know, I'm always here, mental health. Like we're not professionals, guys. We just telling our mental health stories. I always like to say that because I don't. Of course, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a professional. I just tell them my experience and everything. But um, Kylan, thank you for coming on. Lee, thanks for having me. Thanks okay. for the conversation. Thanks for the check in. Check on your friends, everybody. Hold on, I just want to.